Good morning, everybody. Uh, Joe Gavallis, your host for the uh, uh, Safe Senior Hour. Um, we turns out to be a beautiful day here in, in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and uh, we're uh, very fortunate uh, to have our, as our guest today uh, the director of the Fraud Investigations Division, Billy Sullivan. Thank you, Billy, for showing up. And um, we'll just go through our, our initial uh, top, uh, topics or comments that we make every week. And, again, um, remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. So uh, this is all trying to get the message out. So you all get the message to the professionals who can help you, help a friend, help a relative in, in whatever way they can. Uh, remember, we're not lawyers, that you should contact uh, legal opinions uh, concerning uh, any before you make any of your decisions, your own lawyer, talk to the professionals at your state, local, or, country or, or government. And I know in the United States, there's the legal aid, which you can go to and get help. So, uh, but we're going to tell you to, to talk about things that will make you aware of in a new area that we haven't really touched on today, and that's dealing with the insurance industry. It is one of the bigger um, areas for uh, elder abuse. Remember, we talk about three abuses on the Safe Senior Hour, uh, physical abuse, institutional abuse, and financial abuse. And so uh, in the by vast, the biggest majority is financial abuse. So uh, this fits right in with our guest today. So with that, um, uh, if you have any questions um, or you want us to follow up on a topic, you can always get us at uh, email us at safe uh, at americaswebradio.com. And remember, elder abuse does not report itself. With that, um, Billy, welcome aboard. Thank you for coming today. Thank you, Joe. I greatly appreciate the invitation. And you have some uh uh, one of the one of the true uh, um, heroes, like all people in law enforcement, you have a thirty year uh, history in law enforcement related businesses, right? Yes, sir. I've been uh, a sworn officer since nineteen eighty nine. Here in Georgia. Yes, sir. But currently, you are the. Give us a little rundown of what the uh, what your title is and what your 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 office is and what you investigate. Yes, sir. Um, I am the director for the Fraud Investigations Unit. Uh, this is part of the Insurance and Safety Fire Commissioner. Um, this office or this unit uh, that I'm in charge of, we focus on insurance fraud. Uh, it comes out of the, the uh, 33 code section. Mm -hmm. um, we investigate all types of fraudulent insurance acts. Uh, I have 12 special agents uh, and one compliance investigator that works in the unit, and we've also recently um, got a uh, an attorney that works for us, Helen O'Leary, and she's doing a, a outstanding job. Uh, it would be really hard to work some of these cases w without her. Um, one of the first directives I got from Commissioner Beck when he appointed me as director was to focus on uh, elder abuse and abuse of veterans, mainly in the in the financial exploitation of them. Um, we have we're new. We just took over January the fourteenth, but we have really focused on elder abuse. I have assigned one agent that he does nothing but 
uh, work elder abuse cases for the insurance commissioner's office. Uh, Let me just interject. We're talking about the state of Georgia. In every state, there is your counterpart in the United States uh, that have whether it's called insurance commissioner, called banking and commerce, they're in various departments, but you have a counterpart in every state in the U.S. I would think so, yes. So, um, like I said, I have uh, one agent, and the only thing that he's working right now is uh, financial exploitation of the elderly. He was supposed to be here today, but he's a little under the weather. His name's Special Agent Matt Entrican, and I have to brag on him, too, because he's doing an outstanding job. He is. I, I, I'm, in my days as a federal agent, we worked very closely with, with the state insurance commissioners throughout uh, uh, the United States. Uh, they're they're true professionals that know their industry, but can pick out frauds and help. Uh, they have specific laws that help in combating um, all types of, of insurance-type frauds. And we'll go into some of them that deal with the, the elderly. Uh, but uh, what, what type of, of, of records or, or information do you have access just by being the insurance commissioner? And I must say this, the shock to me when I got involved. The biggest source of revenue, for example, in states are your revenue department, right? The second biggest source of revenue is the department insurance because you get, you get premium tax. So, uh, so they're very important in every state that we uh, – that in the United States, and I'm sure it's the same thing uh, overseas uh, um, on the various countries uh, that we deal with. I, I was fortunate enough to be on an international panel once dealing with insurance fraud, and, and it was very enlightening to talk to other professionals who, who, who investigated um, insurance fraud. But uh, just give us some ideas of like about, about the, the components of an insurance transaction like an, a company, an agent, if you can go on. Yeah. Um, the insurance commissioner's office, they regulate the insurance industry here in the, in the, in the state of Georgia. Uh, we have several different divisions. You've got uh, consumer services. You've got licensing. You've got enforcement. Uh, you've got fraud investigations. Um, it is a uh, – it can almost be confusing sometimes because – they have so much to do, uh, so many regulations that have to be enforced, uh, the, the insurance fraud laws, mm-hmm. and, and it's just getting bigger every day, um, especially in the fraud investigations part of it. Uh, we see uh, multiple, multiple times a day we get calls. Um, a lot of the calls we'd have to send over to consumer services because it's not really criminal. It's more of a it's more of a regulatory type type issue. Um, we also uh, in the enforcement d- division they can actually um, suspend or put someone's insurance license on probation um, for uh, unethical business practices. Say so. I'm a consumer and um, I'm out in rural Georgia, and I get a knock on the door or somebody refers me to. Agent um, ABC of XYZ Insurance Company. Is there a way for them, for the for the citizen, and I'm, I'm sure this is will be applied to all the states, to check on on the validity uh, 
or their licensing because they all have to be licensed, right? That's that's correct. I've got a um, a website here that uh, they can go to, and also a telephone number. Okay. Uh, they can go to www.oci.ga.gov. That's www.oci.ga.gov, or they can call 404-656-2070, and uh, we will be glad to assist them in any way that we can. But I, I, I went on your webpage and I saw online you can ask for, try to verify for yourself whether a person has an insurance license. Yes. Right. And whether the company is licensed. And whether the company is licensed, right. And those are, if you if you put in the name or of the individual or the name of the company and it doesn't come up, call you up. Right, because they are more than likely an unlicensed insurance agent. And selling selling insurance in this state without a license is a crime. Right. And I think in most states it is. And, and um, it... it uh, it is interesting to see how many people out there. I know I, I used to hear stories about it, and we're going to hear some stories today about people, what they will do. Because you, you got to remember, an insurance agent, you're entrusting a lot of money with that person to place it in a proper place. And again, you know, when you look at insurance, the business of insurance. Um, it's very broad. I mean, just think what you need insurance for. Let's talk about it. We know you need car insurance, health insurance, but think of some other things where the insurance comes in. Homeowner's insurance, uh, a certificate of liability insurance. If you're a, uh, say you're a, a roofer and you're working on someone's house, well, you've got to have a certificate of liability insurance. Uh, I think I even think your, um, your lawn and garden people have to have a, a certificate of liability insurance. It's... Uh, it, tree yes, and um, it's in every aspect of your life. Tree. Oh, tree people. Yeah. Yes, right, right. I'm right. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's where where you look. It's when and when when you see these big. I remember it when I was a federal agent working and where these big construction projects were. There has to be a an insurance behind the the construction. If something happens, something falls. There's got to be this coverage. Um, just stop and think of all the things you ship. Yeah. You know, the uh, shipping, the trucking companies, railroads. When you, when you start shipping things, these things are all have some kind of usually some insurance uh, dealing with. What about when you go and rent a car? Uh, I, just, there again. I, I remember an, an issue with, with one of those type places. So it's, it's, you know, with that insurance that's covered it. Because, or, you know, uh, now there is such a thing as being self-insured. Right. Yes. And that is? Oh, most counties, uh, municipalities, they'll be right. self-insured. Right, right. So your government entities have a type of insurance when it's self-insured. It's not through a, a company uh, necessarily. Now, you'll hear terms as we get to talking about today and things you might wonder about. There's things called reinsurance. Um, it's where It's where people don't want to take the risk or a small insurance company so then they they go out and buy a, a, a larger amount of insurance from another company to reinsure their coverage uh, very very common um, it's the way a lot of big big businesses and then there are some companies that are so big they've created their own insurance companies called um, um, 
I'm thinking it's not. They're not domestic. They're called uh, the the uh, Miwas. No, I'm, I'll, I'll think of it. But I mean, they 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 come up with the, their own um, uh, their independent type coverage where they show they have enough in, insurance where they meet all state mandates for right. insurance. And remember, in 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 the United States, insurance is state basically state by state rules. Correct. Right, where it's not one rule covers. Even though the federal government does have an, a, an insurance uh, statute that deals criminally, it's called Title 8, it's 18 U.S.C. 1033, and it really, because of all the, the issues that they saw that were happening, created a federal crime which uh, covered many things, but one was that it made it illegal for a person who had... Um, was convicted of a felony to be involved in the business of insurance. Now, you look at the business insurance, you talk about a wide, wide term, a business of insurance, your agents, your people working in the offices, things like that. Kind of unique. Well, I mean, it's not just the, 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 the fact that they sell insurance, you know, but they sell investments now, That's annuities. Correct. And when you're talking about putting a lot of trust in someone, when you put your retirement you know, you're trusting this agent that he's he's doing what he should be doing, and he's looking out for your best interest. And uh, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, that's a lot of trust to put in someone. Well, we're going to go into our, in our next segment a uh, go in and talk about some cases that you've you've seen, experienced, and that your that your department has worked on. So with that, we will take our first segment break here on the Safe Senior Hour. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one, can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, we're back for our second segment on the uh, Safe Senior Hour. And we're fortunate today to have the director of the Fraud Investigations Division of the State and Georgia Insurance Commissioner's Office. Actually, the official title is Insurance and Safety Fire Commissioner. 
but Billy Sullivan's the director. And Billy, we appreciate you being here. Billy is a 30-plus uh, year um, uh, law enforcement experience, and our again, our many thanks go out to him. Um, for this segment, we're going to talk about insurance, uh, uh, elder abuse, financial abuse revolving insurance agent scams. So um, I know there was one here that uh, we were talking about that took place in one of the metro counties where uh, people were where uh, an agent was signing up people improperly. But give us some examples that you know of that be interest to our listeners of things to look for and types of scams that are out there. Sure. Uh, just 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 recently, um, as I said earlier, I've I've got one of my investigators that is dedicated to doing nothing but uh, uh, elderly abuse, which involving that that involves insurance fraud. Um, insurance fraud falls under OCGA thirty three dash one dash nine, and a lot of local agencies, when they hear insurance fraud, they'll automatically go to the sixteen code section and they can't find it because it's in the thirty three code section. Yeah, we're talking about here from an investigator's point of view, of uh, every every state and the federal government. They have you have a federal you have uh, codes that criminal codes that which where though you find the criminal laws and and that's what we're talking about here. Every state or country will be different, but this is what the way it is in Georgia. Yes, sir. Um, so recently we had a local agency, uh, the City of Lyons Police Department. It's down in Toombs County, Georgia. Uh, it's a small town. Uh, I'm not sure what the population is, but I'd say it's probably less than 5,000. Kind of rural. Rural, yes. And uh, a lot of times these local agencies reach out to us because they don't really know exactly how they should handle insurance fraud. And um, this gentleman told me that there was an agent down there that um, had misappropriated an elder's premiums. So basically what was happening was is she paid him what her insurance premium was. Right. And instead of him forwarding that money onto the insurance company, he put it in his bank account. Well, two or three months rock along, and she gets a notice from her insurance company saying, hey, uh, you're not paying your premiums, and we're going to cancel you. And she was just shocked. She had, you know, she didn't know what to do. Well, she contacted the the local I mean, police. She had constantly paid. She was paid up. She, she was, thought she was paid she, up. Well, she had been paying. It's right. just that the money never made it to where it was, right. where it should have went. So um, I sent one of our investigators down there, and uh, he conducted an investigation. And the, uh, the the victim was over the age of 65. So this guy was arrested on two counts of insurance fraud because he misappropriated the premiums. And we also charged him with a trafficking of an elderly person. Now, I know that code section sounds trafficking, you know, like you're moving this person around, but financial exploitation of the elderly falls underneath that code section. And it's really got some teeth, and we're really glad that we have it now because it's a great tool. Yeah. Um, we're very fortunate in the state of Georgia. We're probably one of the leading states here in the United States with, uh, with laws to combat elder abuse. And, and abuse against the, the uh, at-risk adults. It, it applies to both. And one of the significant aspects of our st- statute here is it makes it a predicate act, meaning if you prove this, you can put it into a RICO, which is a, 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 a law that allows you to take on big criminal enterprises and and uh, basically go to shut them down where you're not just shutting down little um, uh, outliers of the operation, but you take the whole operation down. Um, 
But so what? So roughly, how much was how much was misused? And it wasn't until the main company notified her she was aware of it. Correct. Wow. Now we're not talking large sums of money no. on 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 this specific case, but we have other cases that involve. Well, I have one case involving over a half a million dollars. Um, but with insurance fraud, any misrepresentation of a material fact or a thing, uh, any misuse of premiums, that is a felony in this state. And it's punishable by 2 to 10 years or a $10,000 fine or both. Well, the, the significance, and, I, and, and you'll hear us talk about the metropolitan areas or cities or rural areas. Listen, when you get out and with wherever it is, and it can happen in any of the three, but you'll find a lot of people, uh, you know, um, five hundred dollars is could be their what they were able to save, and they just they have a budget, and that's all they got money coming in, and and then to find out they don't have insurance, it's such a financial blow to them. So the dollar amount is is really immaterial to the effect it has on the consumer. Exactly. I mean, uh, this victim, she's on a fixed income, right. you know, Social Security. Um, and by her having her insurance canceled, that can be devastating. You know, she can't drive her car anymore. Her driver's license could be suspended, you know, because they turned that into uh, DDS, uh, Department of Driver Services, that she knows that she no longer has, has insurance on her automobile, and they will suspend someone's driver's license over that. Well, what I want to ask, uh, we're talking about, or you're talking about a third party committing the crime or the felony or whatever, but... Can this also apply to family members that uh, do this to their to their elderly members? Absolutely, under the uh, trafficking of an elderly person, yes, sir. Um, the main part that we deal with uh, uh, with the fraud investigations unit is is going to be financial exploitation. But now that code that code section here in Georgia with the trafficking of an elderly person it covers all of that and like I said the, uh, that's got some teeth to it as well you can be sentenced up to 20 years in prison if you're convicted you know I want to throw out here uh, Joe and uh, that if you or if you're 65 or over and listening to the show or you're taking care of someone is, that is or know of someone that is and you have a question please don't hesitate to send an email to safe at America's Web Radio, and as Joe has said, we're not attorneys, we're just advocates for the elderly and want to see as much abuse stopped as we possibly can, but send us an email and we'll put you in touch with the right people, like Billy or, or whoever it happens to be that uh, you need to talk to. Right, we'll get it to the right professional to help you, and that's, that's the whole purpose, and wherever you are, you need to tell somebody because elder abuse doesn't report itself. And, and there's no telling how many people out there where this could happen to because the unscrupulous agent is betting that there'll be no claims. And sometimes I think they have the address come to their office. So the, even a, a late notice never gets to, to you. Exactly. To it. So they might, might, they know how the game is played. Now, my question is, um, from a consumer's point of view, if I pay a licensed agent the premium, yes, isn't that considered, and, and, and he is an agent of XYZ Company, 
that company's got to honor that coverage, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Okay, that's the important. company will honor that coverage, and 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 I want to add this as sure. well. Not only will we go after this guy criminally, it's like I said, our enforcement unit, um, our attorneys will go and go after his license, right? So he can't do this again. Uh, it could be probation, but in a situation like this, it'll be a revocation. Uh, they will they will take his license. Uh, he'll have 10 days, and he can schedule a hearing with the commissioner. But um, uh, we will go after him administratively as well. I, now, I, I always was impressed throughout the United States the help that you all, you all meaning the, insur- the insurance investigative units, whatever they're called in every state, uh, or the consumer help desk in the insurance department, that they will they will work whatever they can to help resolve problems, and and educate people. So we're encouraging you all to call if you've got an insurance question, or you think something's not right. Call the insurance the insurance department. They're there to help you. Please, if if uh, if uh, you're in Georgia and like I said earlier, if you have any questions concerns, you can give us a call at four zero four six five six. Two zero seven zero, and I want to add too. Uh, I just met Joe a couple of weeks ago at the Cobb Elder Abuse Task Force, and I was I was very impressed with that, sir. Thank you. Uh, with the, with the amount of local law enforcement agencies that were there, the volunteers that were there, the victim av- advocates from the different uh, district attorneys' offices, um, I really didn't expect to see something that big and that detailed, and uh, I really think that's going to make a difference, especially here in Georgia. Well, we it 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 uh, we get we try to get the message out both to the to, to the citizens by going out into the neighborhoods, the senior centers, to uh, faith-based pl- um, uh, meetings, um, and and discuss the issues of, of elder abuse. But we also have weekly, I mean monthly or bi-monthly meetings of local lo- local, state, federal, uh, law enforcement, regulatory. Uh, uh, personnel who come to a, a actual a training lunch, and we cover the new aspects, some new tweaks of the law, the way some cases are, and just exchange their information. Because what we can honestly say in these type crimes, and in most every crime, but these financial type crimes, that they have no city boundary, county boundary, state boundary, or country boundary. And you'll hear us talk here on the various scams, and it's committed by people all over. It's not uncommon to have somebody to, to do a scam in, in uh, uh, for example, in, in uh, Kansas, but lives in Georgia as an agent. Might have a license in Kansas, but it really lives here. So it's the cooperation among all local, state, federal, and other countries that work together, and, and the interaction with the regulatory people. That You can't do both. I mean, one doesn't outdo the other, and, yeah. and, and I think that's significant. And uh, um, uh, let me ask you on, a, on a, uh, a situation, when somebody comes to your house as a contractor and you ask your insured, um, how, how do you check that out? I mean, is he supposed to give you a, a, 
a, a, bound, a binder or what, well, what, how, how do you prove that if you're a, a citizen? Anytime you have a contractor that's coming to work on your house, the first question I would ask this guy is, are you licensed in this state to do the business that you're doing? Say he's a plumber. Right. Well, in Georgia, you have to be licensed right. to be a plumber. Um, now, something that's strange, you don't have to be licensed to be a roofer. But to be a plumber, you have you to be licensed. I, I, if you've got a hammer, three nails, and a shingle, you can call yourself a roofer. Um, but in any case, the next question that I would ask is, can I see your certificate of liability insurance? Mm-hmm. And before this man does any work on your house, call the insurance company that's listed on that cer- that certificate of liability insurance and verify that this contractor does, in fact, have a valid certificate of liability insurance because we find many, and we have a lot of cases where these uh, certificates are actually fraudulent. They've printed them up off of off of a computer, or it's an old one that they just changed the the uh, date on, and they don't have any liability insurance. Uh, making a fictitious statement uh, on that document is insurance fraud, and that is a felony, two to ten in this state. And, and listen, and the the purpose of having it is for the protection of the consumer. Exactly. And and if I, and he just keeps showing you a piece of paper, and there's nothing behind it. We're all at risk. I mean, then it gets into big legal legal issues. So if you can get a copy of that document and then check or before they start the work, say, sure, I'll hire you, but I'd like to get a copy. The document should be, it shouldn't be a big deal. It should not. And like I said, call, just because they show you a document, don't take that at face value. Call that insurance company and verify that that is a valid document and they do have an active policy. That, that's great. Um I think it's a. I I I I think that that these comments and, and these tips that we're getting from uh, uh, Billy are great, and uh, we'll go into a little more detail as we move into our third segment uh, in a minute or two. And I'm going to take this opportunity to once again introduce the Tornado Body Dryer, and uh, they do have insurance, by the way. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a very unique. Um, uh, tool that actually goes into, I say tool, uh, it's, a, it's a product that goes into your shower, uh, particularly if it's a, a square glass door shower or glass type shower. And um, people love it. You don't have to use a towel. It will completely dry you. And, uh, and your shower, as a matter of fact, which will cut down on mold and mildew in the future. And uh, it works like a charm. It's a uh, the company's out of Indianapolis, Indiana. The product comes from the U.K. and has been available in the U.K. for uh, uh, 20, I believe it's 20 years now. And uh, if you've got any questions about it, just go online to Tornado Body Dryer, and you'll see. And it uh, just stands up in um, the corner of your shower. And it's uh, mine's going to be installed this week, finally, I might add, after... Uh, we had to make some changes in my shower, but it's going to be installed. So check it out, Tornado Body Dryer. We'll be back right after this. Happy Oregon homeownership is the result of a good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor. Make buying your Oregon home a fun and rewarding experience. Get our free guide to happy Oregon homeownership. Act now. Limited availability. Free at realoregonhomes.com. That's realoregonhomes.com.
The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back for Segment 3. Uh, Joe Gavallis uh, with uh, the Safe Senior Hour. Uh, and we're here uh, honored today with a guest, uh, Director Billy Sullivan of the Fraud Investigation Division for the uh, Georgia Department of Insurance. And um, we've just been talking about insurance type uh, issues, uh, frauds and scams that could affect that, that, that could affect the elderly. Um, one of the biggest areas that I found looking at, uh, at, at scams and hearing about scams are uh, life insurance and annuity scams. And uh, I know that uh, a lot of people are concerned about that, especially the elderly. Um, Billy, you can go into some of your experience or some things to look at, some types of frauds there. Well, um, we've got several ongoing investigations right now that I wish I could speak about, but I can talk about one that we have made an arrest on. Um, It was down in uh, Millersville, Georgia, in Baldwin County. we worked this case in, in, uh, with assistance from the Baldwin County Sheriff's Office. Um, basically, this was a financial investment case. Um, a gentleman down there, he had uh, he received a total of $589,384 from three victims um, for insurance-related investments. 447589 of which was taken from two elderly uh, customers. Um, all this money he used for his personal personal benefit. Uh, this guy was eventually charged with three counts of insurance fraud, three counts of theft by taking, two counts of trafficking of an elder person, and one count of forgery in the first degree. You know, a lot of times the the type of investigations that we do are considered white collar crimes, and a lot of people think, okay, well it's it's nonviolent. But, you know, when I look at a case like this, you're taking someone's life savings. Uh, these victims could have easily lost their house, lost their cars. Uh, and to me, it's just as bad as any violent crime out there. You are really affecting their quality of life. And, and it just it just it amazes me that there's people that would stoop to this level to uh, to steal from these elderly people like this. And what was the uh, the 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 fraud scheme, or what are you saying in the way of fraud schemes with life insurance and annuity scam? Well, annuities, there's that is that is a spider web. Um, it can be anything from churning 
you know, you take money from one annuity without the victim's knowledge and you put it over into another annuity, then he gets a commission off of that. And, and then your victim winds, winds up uh, uh, getting a, a, incurring a, a tax assessment because it was taken out early or he took out too much. Um, making a misrepresentation. Uh, a lot of these investments, you have to have X amount of dollars on hand where they will lie and they'll say, okay, this victim's got you know $200,000 cash, and they don't, and then they go ahead and they purchase the investment anyway. They forge people's signatures. I mean, it just it goes on and on and on. It covers the whole scope of, of, of fraud. Of, as we used to say in the government, we'd go around, you're looking for people who are lying, cheating, and stealing. That's a pretty easy way to explain it, so you don't have to worry about all these codes. And if you see somebody lying cheating or stealing, or if somebody finds out that they are, that your professional insurance agent is doing it. Um, and let me just say this, and I think you agree, the vast, vast, vast majority of insurance agents are fine, honorable, reputable business people doing a good job, and, and a lot of, I used to find out, a lot of the complaints came from the reputable ones who want to get rid of the bad apples. Is that your experience? Exactly. The vast majority of these guys are true professionals. Right. Uh, but it takes that small percentage of a criminal element to get in there, and they start doing these kind of schemes. And, and, and one thing I, w I want to add is when you're investing in your retirement, when you're purchasing insurance, whatever that you're doing, it, it is a business, and you need to look after your personal business, and you need to check up and look at your statements. Um, look at this guy's reviews. Go, go online. Just please don't rely on this guy to be honest and straightforward because he looks the part. Um, we have a responsibility as consumers to, to verify that this guy is looking out for our best interest and he's not stealing money from us. Remember what we always tell everybody. If it's too good to be true, it's probably, probably not is. true. Yeah. Right. And it's probably not true. Um, I, I believe, uh, and that was told, and I'm going to ask you, that I, we, had, we just had an 85-year-old gentleman call. And um, he... Uh, uh, this got put into uh, by his in, quote investment advisor um, into a IRA. He's 85, and they tell him that you can't have IRAs when you're 85. But the mo movement of money creates revenue. Yeah, you know, revenue for the agent for the agent, and that's what it came back with annuities. And when you start changing in, uh, annuities, each change of annuity is a big commission. And a lot of these are paid up front. Exactly. And that's, that's why they move the money back and forth on it. Well, also think about this. If you have a 90-year-old a individual and he wants to lock you into a 15-year annuity, I mean... You know, you're making a bet here. Okay, well, am I going to live to a hundred? Am I going to live to be a hundred and five, or or what? You know, and and that's that's unethical business practices. Right, I mean, and and, and, I, and that's the things to look at. And this is where where the relatives I'm talking at. If you hear of somebody where your loved one, your relative, or a friend, especially uh, up up in age and elderly, starting to get a, somebody coming in and redoing their investments and are buying annuities, um, that should be a red flag, and that's when you should call a professional uh, uh, 
insurance commissioner's office, the police, or whatever it is, 911 or whatever, and say, whoa, something's going on here. You'd rather be wrong than right. If you're right, you're protecting the person. Wrong, at least you're putting up some safeguards here. And and, and that never hurts. Never. Um, what about life insurance? We've heard a lot about uh, uh, people, and you see it on television, um, they used to, in my day, they were called viaticals. Viaticals, yes, sir. Are they still going on? Yes, sir, they, they sure are. Are they... Uh, according to the Georgia law, are they, are they, they... They are permitted in the state of Georgia. Um, Let's say, tell everybody what they are. Well, basically, um, I have a, a, uh, a life insurance policy, and I'm diagnosed with a critical illness, okay? And I've been told you're stage four, stage five right. cancer. You know, you've got six months. So what these companies will do is they will come in, and they will pay you, and... and not all of them pay the same, but normally it's around half of what of your policy's worth. So, so if you have a hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy, they'll give you fifty thousand dollars cash. You can do with it as you want, and then upon your passing, they are the beneficiary, and they will get the one hundred thousand dollar policy. Uh, to me, that you know, I don't make laws; I just enforce them. But that seems predatory. Um, and we've had several cases involving viaticals where there was several different types of fraud involved. People didn't get paid what they were supposed to. Um, it's something that I, I wouldn't sit here and tell someone not to do because everybody's situation is different. Um, but I would be very, very careful in choosing a company that's offering uh, any type of these viaticals. And, and they're offered in many other areas and states. I don't know yes. if they're, I, you know, I can't speak for all 50 states, and I'm not sure of the other countries. But I know it's something to look at and make sure before you jump into this that you know all the details, that all the your T's are crossed and I's are dotted, and that you have done your due diligence with that company, and you're dealing with a with a with a uh, a known company, not some fly by night, you know. Um, well, well, you could shut them down pretty fast by cutting their advertising off. Yeah, yeah, you sure could. You know, I mean, it's amazing the number of ads that'll have. Oh well, we decided we didn't need our life. Our kids are grown, so we cancel our life insurance. Yeah, or we sold our policy to so and so. Well, and, and those, are they have to be sold by a licensed agent? Yes, sir. Okay, so so the, the state can look at it. And again, it's not, not that the government's trying to control everything. They're trying to give somebody a safety net so you're not getting, so you're not being hurt and not getting conned out of, potentially conned out of your money. But again, some of these are very viable. Some of them are very good. It's up to you to do your due diligence or contact a professional. But I, I do know that's that's one of the big the, the big issues. Um, can you explain just like some people out there, term versus uh, regular life or uh, whole life? Well, basically, term is for a set period of time. If you have a, a term policy, say it might be for ten years. Um, on a whole life policy, that's going to cover you from the day you purchase it until the day that that you pass. Um, term does have its advantages. It's normally not near as expensive. Um, it's, it's, it's all about risk, and I mean, that's what insurance that's is right. based on, right? right. I mean, it's, right. it's, 
It's based on risk. So get with an agent that is reputable, that uh, has good reviews, uh, that maybe some of your other uh, family members or friends have have used. And if you're looking at purchasing life versus versus term or, or whole life versus term, research it, investigate it, and see which one's best for you. Uh, well, with that, we'll uh, end our third segment, and we'll move on here for our fourth one in just a minute. And with that, uh, we'll see you in uh, shortly. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one, can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Get your pen and paper ready. If there is a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers, Timothy and the guys recently moved me and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not so fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to our last segment today on the Safe Senior Hour. And remember, as we tell everybody, uh, elder abuse doesn't report itself. Um, and I always want to remind people what safe means when we say the Safe Senior Hour. We're talking about seniors abused or financially exploited. And uh, you have questions or comments and you want us to look at it or some issues that we should cover, remember you can get us on, uh, email us at safe at americaswebradio.com. With that, we're uh, back and we're fortunate to have our guest, Billy Sullivan, the Director of the Fraud Investigations Division for the State of Georgia's um, uh, Insurance Commissioner, Jim Beck, uh, who just was recently was elected in November and has taken office. So we're just talking about uh, some few issues here uh, concerning types of scams and frauds and and the importance of dealing with and knowing your insurance agent Um, because usually they're very personal, very good people. But again, you can always uh, 
go to your professionals, the state insurance commissioners, and check out and see a record, right? See what Absol- they have. Absolutely. If you have any any reason whatsoever to to believe that you're dealing with an unlicensed agent or or an agent that that is uh, has unethical business practices or that's even committing a crime, please give us a call. Uh, again, our number is four zero four six five six two zero seven zero, and our website is www.oci.ga.gov. Uh. One of the big common frauds that um, insurance fraud people think of are, are like stage accidents, slip and fall. Can you go through some of those? Because these, are, these are, are not just individual things. A lot of them are organized. They're, they're, they're very, very organized. Um, we just made some arrests down in uh, Bibb County, Georgia, on a, on a slip and fall case. Um, these people... They methodically plan these slip and falls out. They select certain stores. Um, sometimes it's big box stores. Sometimes it's the mom and pop store. Because if you if you own a store, whether you're a, a, a big box store or you're a small mom and pop, you've got to have what insurance. And um, uh, slip and falls. It's hard to prove sometimes, but nowadays everyone has video cameras, and the more video surveillance you have of your establishment, uh, the better you can uh, protect yourself against these scamsters that want to come in and say, you know, I slipped on some soap that that was spilt on the floor or or where an area was wet. Um, I I remember just seeing a video on TV of of a gentleman goes over by, it was like in one of these uh, convenience stores, and he goes over, and uh, you can see him look around because you say cameras are everywhere these days. And he has a bottle of water, and he spills it. He walks away, and then comes back, and the next thing he lays on the floor and said, "Look, I just spilled it." It was like you know, you know, as they say, the camera usually doesn't lie. So. No, and and you've got to protect yourself. And like I said, the more cameras that you have, the the the, be, uh, the better chance that you have of capturing an incident just like that. And then when this person goes to file a claim against your insurance company, you can go, wait a second, here's a video. What, what about on the stage card accidents? I know uh, um, through my review of some of the materials, seniors have been asked to uh, join in and participate for about a to be a witnesses. A little bit about a money, right, to be put them in the car and then claim they were sick. Do you want to go through? Those are, can be organized, too. Absolutely. Um, we're working several cases right now involving staged accidents where um, um, everything from an indi- individual buying two cars, their low-end cars, high miles, um, and they'll actually run one car into the other then drive out onto a city street somewhere, dial 911 and say, hey, I just got hit by someone and they drove off. Uh, we get those type of stage accidents. We get stage accidents where uh, we'll get a claim and there's four, uh, there's four people in the, uh, well, not a claim, but we'll get a, uh, a case where there's four people in the uh, car. We'll investigate it and we'll find out, well, they all know each other, or they actually got on the phone. They were legitimately hit, got on the phone, and called two of their friends over, put them in the car, and said, yeah, they were all in the car when we got hit. And, of course, they all have neck in, uh, neck pain, lower back. lower, lower back pain. Again, these claims aren't, aren't huge claims, but if you've got four people in the car and they're paid $10,000 each and they've done this 
25 times, now we're talking lots of money. Right. And, of course, what happens, the insurance companies raise everybody's rates, you know, and, and then we're all paying for it. Right. It's a... Uh it's an amazing thing how these, these operate and, and what the criminal mind will think of it. They just, you know, spent the time doing legitimate things. You, you just wonder how, how successful they, they would be. Well, this is, this is one thing that we're finding. Um, these career criminals, even gang members, they have figured this out, okay? If I get caught with $150,000 worth of cocaine... I'm going to prison for 20 years. Right. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If I go out here and I do some fraudulent insurance act and I get $150,000 from, say, the Hartford, if I get caught, okay, because keep in mind there's 12 of us in this state that's trying to combat insurance fraud. If I get caught, you know, I might do two years. So risk versus reward is the way that they're looking at it. And we're getting, we're seeing more and more people. We, uh, we arrested a person not long ago. Uh, some of his criminal history was uh, armed robbery, aggravated assault, uh, carjacking, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. So when you think about white-collar crime, it's not this little insurance agent sitting there in his office with a tie that stole $200 from an, from an older person. These are some serious criminals out there nowadays that are committing insurance fraud because there's a whole lot less chance of them going and serving hard time like it is for drugs or, or some other violent crime. All right. right. Now you got me asking another. Okay. <laughs> You're talking about the slip and fall in a, in a store. Yes, sir. Can that be applied to a homeowner? I mean, I have homeowner's insurance that have... Yes, know, I mean, yeah. I mean, if I get hurt in your home... Or what about... Dri- I have a terrible driveway. And um, so somebody slips and falls, am I liable for that? Or is that their stupidity? They could file a claim against your homeowner's insurance. If I'm at your house and I get injured, yes, I can file a claim against your homeowner's you, insurance. You can always file claims and always file civil suit about anything. The yeah. question is, will they win? I mean, well, that's the issue. Okay, I didn't invite you over. You just came up. And yes, they could file a claim against your homeowner's insurance, and and this is the and this is what we would do in our investigation. We we try and prove that he made a misrepresentation in the filing of a claim. Uh, any any misrepresentation. Uh, if you're filing out, I mean, if you're filling out an application for insurance and it asks you on the application, have you have you filed an insurance claim in the last three years? And you write no, no. and you in fact have. That's insurance fraud. If, whether or not the insurance company pays a dime out, okay, because you made a misrepresentation on the filing of a claim or the application of an of an of an insurance policy. Remember, lying, cheating, and stealing. <laughs> and it's that simple. And, and you know, the professionals can bring it into a criminal code, whether it be local, state, or federal. Um, but that's basically when you look at it because our, our, our society, you know, doesn't normally like people who lie, cheat, and steal. And so we have developed different statutes to protect that. I just want to go over here as, as, as we start to wind down the the the, uh, the scope of of insurance in our world, and I think that 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 really uh, really hits home. Other than your car insurance, your home insurance, 
homeowner's insurance. You're required to have that. You have fire insurance. We didn't talk about fire insurance. Mm-hmm. You do you all do it the, in the state of Georgia? And and what surprised me, having once been a volunteer fireman, the most firemen in this country are volunteers, right? And you're in the rural area, so you must see. Um, each state would probably have a fire marshal. But how does it work in Georgia? Um, in the state of Georgia, um, the f- state fire marshal works for Commissioner Beck for the Insurance and Safety Fire Commissioner. Now, the state fire marshal he has arson investigators, mm-hmm. and their primary function is to go out and investigate possible arson. Um, we do work very closely with the state fire marshal's office and with the arson investigators. Um, they have the same police powers that that we do, okay. and, and and generally, if they're working in arson and they can prove the homeowner burned that house in order to get the insurance money, they will go ahead and charge them with insurance fraud as well. But that that's a, another one. So you just look right there. We're looking at you have a home. People who live in apartments, renter insurance. renters insurance, and you know what? If you live in an apartment or you're renting a, a house, get you some renters insurance because it's not that expensive, and um, it's better to have it not need it than need it not have it. Well, I um, I was looking for uh, uh, some, you know, the latest disasters. All the people that uh, you're talking about, there's crop insurance and. There's uh, wind and damage insurance. There's there's all sorts of uh, you know insurance on that, your that RV. RV insurance, good, right? Your four wheeler, yeah, exactly. So you know we're looking at, as you go through. Um, I'm just trying to think. If, if we pretty much covered them all. That, that I think that, so. that we need to look at it and we need to take care of of any suspicion where people think there's something wrong that you have coverage or you don't have coverage, especially if you get notices that, you know, your your payment's late or you haven't paid and you know you have, you paid, it automatically comes out of your checking account, you pay by credit card or you wrote a check. If this, this appears as a pattern, maybe a couple times, notify a professional, notify the state insurance commissioner, notify local law enforcement. Or state law enforcement, because these are the people that can help you. Again, you know, anybody who's been in the business for uh, over uh, uh, 30 years, I'm sure you'll agree, you know, you don't mind investigating a legitimate complaint even if you don't find a victim. You're going to, I mean, uh, find a perpetrator. You're here to help victims, you're here to help people. We are fact finders. Fact finders, that's right. We get it to the attorneys. But with that, we are we are uh, about to wind down our segment. This has been very enlightening. Uh, hopefully, you'll come back. Uh, we will, and, and hopefully, you people out out there that, that have issues, you call the professionals in your state, or send us an email at safe at americaswebradio.com. Uh, remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. And that will uh, wrap up this uh, session, segment of the end session today for the uh, Safe Senior Hour. Uh, you all be safe out there. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.